0: Okay, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Happy you tuned in one more time and uh, another show on the way. We just uh, are very, very grateful for this station, this platform where we can interview a lot of different people, a lot of different ministries and projects, and we don't do that. We delve into the Bible, We're looking at Bible uh, themes. We look at apologetics, we look at prophecy, and today I'm sitting here with my good friend Tristan Abud. Hello. Tristan- and Tristan, by way of introduction, he's been on shows before. His father is actually my assistant every week, but Tristan is home from college. He actually graduated from college last week. He's getting married this Friday and he's relocated to North Carolina. So we have him one more time <laughs> to come into the radio station. Yeah. And from this point on, we're going to have to do remote
1: if we're going to get it back on the radio Mm. station. So good to have you, Tristan. Great to be here. Great to be here. I'm really excited for today's topic, Mr. Murtha. This is one that I think is one of the first that I ever did with you. And uh, I know it's one of the most pivotal to a lot of Christians' faiths. So I'm really excited to get into today's topic of the Roman road. Okay, excellent.
0: So uh, the Book of Romans is is a letter uh, written by the Apostle Paul, 1st century, probably about the middle of the 1st century A.D., and many consider this. Maybe, some consider this one of the most important pieces of literature ever written. I mean, it, it, it gets mm. that kind of mm. accolade. Some mm. call it the fifth gospel. Mm. You know, you have the four gospel writers, and then you have the book of Romans. Uh, some would call this the the best legal treatise, mm. and we're going to look at that in a moment because what it does is it is it shows man's problem that that all mm. have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right. But then it offers a solution. And then it offers us ways to grow mm-hmm. in our new life in Christ. Mm-hmm. So we're going to delve right into this. And it, it, I think a lot of people listening, and once again, I'm very happy that you're listening this morning. If anyone has any problems uh, static-wise or, or receiving uh, this program, just I go to Alexa or I go to uh, SoundCloud, John1421.com. And that way you can uh, pick up the show here with high clarity. And again, if you like the show, just hit like. Mm-hmm. And that helps us to gauge what topics you really like, what subjects you would want us to go going forward. But anyhow, today we're going to do, uh, John, uh, in 1421. It was our Actually, I forgot to say, that's where all of our previous shows are stored or archived. So you can go back, you can scroll back, and you can see when we interviewed. Yep. Everything from Cleveland Browns yep. to missionaries to South Africa to projects, wow. industries. It's, it's been
1: a long road. It really has been a long road for you guys. Wow. This radio show's been yeah. on for a long time. And we're grateful
0: for WNZN and for Mark Ballard and yes. everybody yes. that's a part of this station. Um, so without further delay, this is the Book of Romans, and we're going to lay it out. So if you don't understand what is the, the, the important gospel message, but it actually transcends that. It, it, it indicates man's predicament. We're in this life, we're in this universe, on this earth. What is going on here? And and this is going to offer us a very clear explanation. And it's going to start, we're going to delve into this, but the first three chapters are going to show, it's going to be like a diagnosis. What a doctor, you go to see a doctor, he does a blood test, he does x-rays, he does, right. and he tells you what's wrong with you. Right. And then when we go from there, it tells you what the solution or what what kind of the prescription he's going to give you to heal what's wrong Mm -hmm. with you. And that's what it does here. So we're gonna start out in Romans one. And of course, Paul will say here in verse 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God. Mm -hmm. Notice power of God to Mm -hmm. salvation for everyone. Notice that for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And when Paul uses this term, the Greek, that just means non-Jew. So to the Jewish people who of course, They gave us the scriptures, they gave us the prophets, Messiah, Jesus was Jewish, right, right. apostles, all Jewish, early church was Jewish, especially if you read in the book of Acts, chapter 15. It's it's located in Jerusalem. So did the Jew first and then to all of us, um, that we might have a relationship with God. And so what he's gonna do here, Tristan, is gonna I'll let you read in a second. He's gonna lay out um that god's there's a god is a righteous god but he's a wrathful god in other words he's all holy and we're not and we stand in the um in judgment in a sense and if you would read chapter one and verse uh 18 through uh uh, 18 through 20 okay 18 through 20 we're going to look at this because he's addressing mankind here
1: for the wrath of god is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. Okay, thank you, Tristan. So, right
0: away, out the gate, uh, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is saying, Look, God is against ungodliness and yeah. righteousness. Yeah. And men, he says, suppress this. They know, we're going to see in a minute, man knows intrinsically what is right and wrong. In chapter two, he's going to talk about conscience. But we suppress
1: the truth. What does that mean, suppress the truth, Mr. Martha? What right. do you think they're doing there?
0: Well, what they're doing is think of if you're in a swimming pool with a beach ball and you hold it down in the water. Uh-huh. What's going to happen? Uh, the beach ball is going to try and get yeah, back you to can't the surface. It. Yes, yeah, right, It's right. going to pop up. Right. So truth is truth. And you can't get rid of it. You can deny it. You can right. Let me give you an example, Tristan. Two plus two equals four. So if I have yep. two apples, yep, you give me two. Those two combined together. Well, he's going to gonna four. have four apples. Yes, always. That's always going to be a true statement. A thousand years ago, two plus two
1: still equals four. four. It always a equals four. Thousand years from now, it's still going to be the same.
0: If we're on the moon, it's we're ever there's going to be See, four apples, Mr.
1: North. Truth, <laughs> truth
0: transcends space and time. I love
1: it. You see? I like you, that. You cannot suppress I like that. It. You, we can deny it. We can laugh at it. But you cannot suppress it. How do they, now, here's the question I would want to know sure. about suppress. How is it that these men are suppressing the truth by their unrighteousness? What, what are they doing that's suppressing the truth? They're thinking they're being right. Because cause we live, let's take it 2,000 2,
0: years later sure. from the Roman world. Sure. This world that he's writing to mm. is very similar, going to see, to our own mm. culture and time. Right. So people think they're doing, they're not bad. They right. think I you do you I'm okay, okay. you're okay uh, although we're violating all God's
1: laws. So it, essentially, you know what? They're suppressing the truth by replacing the truth in their own Yeah, rights. with their own truth. But the truth still remains true, Always regardless will. of what they've chosen. Oh, I like That's that. That's why Jesus says, heaven because and earth. Because the truth remains the truth, That's regardless it. of space and time. I like exactly. that. I like because that. Because Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but more my more word, will truth, never pass away. It says in right. Psalm 119,
0: verse 89, forever, O Lord, right. thy word is settled in heaven. Love that. So it comes. The other thing about truth, Tristan, is by definition it's exclusive. Two plus two equals four. It's not mad at the number mm. seven. Right. It's not you know right. cheating number two. Yeah, right. one. It's just right. by definition, it
1: excludes right. all others. Right. You see. So right. when
0: you start working with truth, you see. Oh, it's.
1: That's be very. Fun. You know, truth is very fair. You know what I mean? Oh, I think yeah. I think that actually says something about God's judgment in a way because if these people truly by their unrighteousness suppress the truth, the truth remains true regardless of who you are. and exactly is, right. As the, as it says in verse twenty, it's clearly perceived at all.
0: Okay. Then, then now yeah. we're going to come to it. First, we should know it internally. We'll look at that in a minute. But then it says, because it says, verse 19, for what known of God is right. manifest in them. Right. First, it's in us. Right. Like we're going to look at conscience and yeah. mor- sense of morality. Okay. okay. Even if you're not a Christian, there's a sense of right, wrong, up. and uh, It's shown to them internally, but it's also shown to them externally. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, God is invisible, we don't see him, are clearly seen. Being understood by the
1: things that are made. What do you mean? It's it's shown to them internally and externally.
0: We're going to see it in a minute. We have an internal uh, follow Even though a man might not yet be a believer, he has a basic uh, conscience. Okay. He has the idea of right and wrong. You don't. In other words, you don't have to be a Christian to know it's wrong for me to go into your garage and take your power tools out of your garage. It's wrong for a person to to deliberately. Uh, or torment or hurt a little child mm. it's wrong that's you don't need a lot of uh religious instructions intrinsically <laughs> no but then he says god is invisible yet he's displayed his characteristics mm-hmm. by what we see let's say today on this bright summer day right beautiful day out there right sure. yes well you got to almost be blind not to see some design yes. order Sure. Uh, How this thing is held together, the distance of the sun from the earth, the moon pulling on the tides of Uh the lake and the ocean. I mean, Uh we're not flooded here this Uh morning. Um, The fact that my heart is beating thousands of times per per day, Mm. but I'm not doing it. I'm not consciously. So where is this all coming from? He's saying that tells you there's a God
1: mm, so you're it's, saying that it's your it's it's an internal realization that will lead to like an external I guess uh, a, a different way of treating the universe is that right kind of what well you're saying?
0: you look inside look outside that tells you about a God whom you can't see okay so okay. It's, it's, it's like Abraham Lincoln says everything I see teaches me to believe in a God that I do, do not, not see. see so if I believe in well, a so. tour out by Mount Rushmore you're in a tour bus and I'm leading it and I go <laughs> we're going by Mount Rushmore oh, I right love this example and I go <laughs> I can look at everybody. I can also, <laughs> the wind and the, the rain. The wind the rain and lightning <laughs> with thousands and it thousands. carved
1: the faces of our foremost famous presidents into the side of that mountain. just
0: happened to be like <laughs> that. It's <laughs> It said crazy. Because there's design. There's order. Right. There's there's high level
1: uh, in terms of statistical it, it's, it's so ridiculous to think anything else than men carved it in Exactly of right. It Exactly just It's obvious. So, and so that's what he's saying exactly here. Exactly right. So fine. if
0: you take an acorn the size of a marble, you p- dig a hole in your backyard, you put it there, you get it water. 20 years later, that thing is three, two to three times the size of your house. Wow. So how much wow. code is on that thing? Wow. How much? What kind
1: of microchip is in there? And who, yes. who's the one that... Made the code that put it in. Oh, my gosh. So uh, Let alone it, with DNA. It was one of my buddies who said, like, the miracle of trees is like, like acorns are tiny rocks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But somehow that rock has, has life. You know what I mean? And it's, it's going to produce thousands and thousands and thousands exactly. of acorns. Exactly. It's crazy. What a crazy thing to think. So, well, great example, Mr. Martha. I don't want us to stay too long. Okay. So, let's, let's right. keep moving here. So, he says, um,
0: now, now notice this. Since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are understood that by things that are made. So he says here, nobody has an excuse. So an atheist or an agnostic cannot say, God, you didn't give me enough information. Because? Because it, every day, day, Psalm 19 says, day unto day on earth knowledge, the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm-hmm. You see, every day there's this big object lesson going on. Boom, boom. At night, the stars, the moon, the sun, the day, the sun is out, animals, insects. It just shouts that there's a designer creator behind that. it. I love and that. And if you don't, You're in willful ignorance. And uh, that's what's going on in our country today when they teach that there's no God at all. Mm. And everything here, it's, it's a little like the famous little child's tale, The Emperor Has No Clothes. Remember that? I do. When the emperor was going through town. He, he add nothing he, odd. He thinks he's just dressed in
1: this beautiful And gar- the people buy into it and they go, the emperor. He must be, I must he, be the only one that can't see it. Yeah. So they all say, yes, of course we can he's, see it. Right. But the little boy shout, the emperor has no clothes. You
0: people. <laughs> it's like this. When you look at all this creation and beauty, it's a great and event. when people say, it all happened by happenstance or no. chance or billion, yeah. it doesn't. Anyhow, so nobody can use that. Great. But this is really critical. Because we're showing the first predicament or in diagnostic, we're seeing here's one of man's trials. Right. Now, this is the problem. They profess to be wise, but they became fools. So we live in a high tech culture, right? And very, very intelligent people, these famous atheists like Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens, Sam Harris, they're very bright in their field of physics, biology, but they think they're very smart, but they're really foolish. Why? Because the Bible says the fool has said in his heart. There, there is no, no God. God. See, so they're, they're 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 trying to say, and the, but the problem is they mislead millions and millions of people, right. by saying there's no right. God by putting these blinders on, right. And be, because because of that, look what
1: what God does. Look at verse 24. Therefore, God gave them up to, to the lusts of their heart, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. There it is. They exchanged the truth about God for there, a lie.
0: Right there they exchange the truth of God for a lie. That's where we are today. Men are exchanging the truth of God for a lie. Wow. And th- it's a terrible exchange because it's saying things like, look, uh, human beings, we're not special. We're just a higher level of primate. You were just a higher grade uh, don't worry. There's when you die, there's nothing in the afterlife, right? Mm. Don't worry. You don't have a soul. Mm. Uh, don't worry. There's not. Then you get the whole thing with angels and demons and all these things we can't see, but the Word of God reveals. So your man is deliberately going down this darkened path wow. because he's turned his back on God. Wow! But now there's people. there are a lot of people now looking at the Bible again and going, whoa, this should show me not only there's a God, but it's showing me I'm special, made in the image of God. It shows me how to live and uh, as a, as a married person, how to raise children. How to relate as a citizen shows you all these these mm. things if you will follow this. But if we turn our back on this, we don't understand marriage, mm. sexuality. We don't understand purpose of living here. We're not concerned about what happens when we die, but we should be because mm. Jesus says, "What is it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. soul?" But as a consequence of this, Tristan, if we turn our back on God, look at it, if we don't stay neutral. Look what happens to our human. Uh, behavior in verse um,
1: 26 through let's say 29 for this oh 26 29 Mm -hmm. so then here uh, for this reason god gave them up to their dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations to those that are contrary to nature the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error and since they did not see fit to acknowledge god God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil. Wow. Disobedient, <laughs> foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. They know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die they not only do them but give approval to those who practice them. Notice that. Wow, it goes through this whole list. My gosh, that's modern. That's, that's a 21st list. century. That's a list right that's there. That's 21st century, that's is it not? Textbook. Why is there? Okay, I gotta ask. Why is so in verses 26 to 32? What we just read uh-huh. this this very negative explanation or right. description of people who really have this debased mind in verse 28. Sure. Why is the first two things mentioned sexual purity? Why is it women and men that are first described? Versus, like there are all sorts of characteristics of these evil people, but why is twenty six and twenty seven? Why is that the first thing?
0: Yeah, it's a good question because that is one of the first indicator that the culture is is turned its back on Sexual God. Sexual impurity. Yeah, because why? Because at the very beginning in Genesis two, God established uh, m- m- male and female for this cause: a man shall leave his parents and they right. should cleave to his wife, and they should become one. Right. So that is very, I'm going to say, almost godlike because you can bring human beings into the world that have an eternal destiny right. it's it's one of the ways we're made in god's image see angels can't do that right animals
1: cannot produce right uh-huh. uh something that has a soul and has an eternity i never thought of it like that so in that sense i guess humans really are unique because again no other living exactly right flesh be- fleshed out being has the ability to create another being that has a spirit exactly right i like that That's yeah it. i never thought about that
0: before uh, the, another being that wasn't here before wow that that is made in the image, the image of, of god, god that Jesus died on the cross for wow. and that has an eternal destiny. Oh, it sounds so much better when you put it like that. Well, imago Dei, wow. we're made in the image of God. Wow. So if the enemy is going to strike at something, wow. he's coming at it. No he, kidding. Especially, especially that.
1: He's going it, after
0: especially the pro, that. The marriage and the procreation part, because uh, he wants to, Wow, how do I say it? He wants to um, pollute it. He wants to inverse it. What's going on here when he says men with men and women? He's inversing the natural mm-hmm. order that God mm-hmm. created it's almost like,
1: um, and and you know what? I guess clearly, like that's that's the that's the bottom of the Jenga pile because then th- in verse twenty eight, should... there's a big transition. For verse twenty six and twenty seven talk about women and men having natural relations or sexual relations with one another that are unnatural. But then verse twenty eight says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God then gave them up to a defaced mind. So then, because of that, the whole everything else falls apart. It's it's all well about because always remember this: belief determines behavior.
0: Belief determines behavior. What do you mean by that, Mister Murtha? What I mean by that is, yeah, uh, before I became a believer, before I became a Christian, nineteen seventy five, I was age twenty seven. I just lived my life. Now I was not a criminal. I mean, I, you know, I was working <laughs> when I was in the army. I got promotions and did this, sure. but I lived my own John Murtha life. You see, and and I didn't, I didn't have any regard for God. I wasn't like out there preaching against God. I wasn't a heart But you just... He you had, didn't, you I just, just lived my home, life right? and I did what I wanted to do. Right. I did not fear God. I did not know God. I had no desire to know what was his will for you me. Just I just wanted separate... to live my life. It's like today, you do you. I'm okay, you're okay. Be your own man. Mm. Be true to your heart. All this kind of stuff. Well, like Frank Sinatra's song, I did it my way. Well, i rather do it God's way. <laughs> and, that... <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> I'd rather do it God's way. <laughs> At age 27, I I, I realized there's God. And then oh, he man. sent his son Jesus to save me. and Absolutely. Forgive my sins and Absolutely. give me a brand new life and a Absolutely. life of influence. And I feared God and I loved God and I got to know God. And my life was transformed and is still being God willing. Wow. But belief determines me. Be- now, if I don't
1: believe there's a God, if I don't believe I'm accountable. You'll God, behave as if you have no accountability. Exactly right. You'll have... Unnatural, or, anti-truth, or do what you, you want to do. Yes, yes. Do what you want to do. Got
0: it. You, you don't even have to be what I call a criminal or, or a Absolutely. sociopath. You're just living your life. Got it. You focus on self. You have no regard for God then, or people. Then where does this take us, Mister Martin? Where else well, leave us? Here, here, okay. This is the first one in the category of people that are lost. Okay. Paul's gonna. And what's interesting here... I'm Trish, sorry, how many categories are there of people that are... Lost? You should say three. We're going to look at three. And this three. is the first of the... Uh-huh. First. This is the worst. This is the...
1: Biggest, no, this is the worst. <laughs> if you will. But notice on the last <laughs> oh, verse, right. these people kind of know there's a judgment of God. That's verse 32 that we're looking uh-huh. at. Here, I'll read that to them. Yeah. Um. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice. See that? Where they yes. give approval. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, so that's like in our own world today... You might not—the the world, they don't necessarily practice all these misbehaviors and sexual perversions, what is, but they
1: approve of people that do it. You know this better. Celebrate. Remember that verse Jesus says, uh, he who causes one of these little ones to send it, be better that a millstone be tied right. around his neck? That's kind of saying something similar along along these lines.
0: Well, that if that's when you go after mm-hmm. children specifically right. Right. or young believers, right. uh, depending on how you interpret it. But the fact here is it's like today. Look. We've always had this kind of sexual misbehavior. We've always had, to a certain level, pornography. Right. But today it's celebrated. Right. Today it's put forward. And if you don't like it, embrace it and celebrate it, you're a phobic. Right. You're against freedom. Right. You, Whatever. And man cannot, man left on his own doesn't know what he's doing. Absolutely He, he has no compass. He has no moral right. compass. So now yeah. Paul's going to shift to the second one. And now he's going to talk about the religious man. Excellent. Okay. Let's go look at that. Okay. We look at chapter 2, and just
1: look at verse um, 1 through 3. Okay. Chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on one another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man... You who judge those who practice such things, and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God. So you see here, he's saying, "Look, what, what did you call this man exactly?" This. This second? is like the religious man. This is the religious. So he's man. saying here, "Look, you're
0: you're looking at these pagans. You know and you, that was definitely going on in the first century. All this crazy stuff, but you're judging them, but you are might be guilty of the very thing you're judging." So this was like a religious person. That is just religion. Yep. Okay, you know. so
1: this is the religious man. Could you, could you go up with the name for the first one that we looked at, Mr. Mark, they can call
0: him pagan. The pagan. Yeah, pagan. The that's pagan, that's, that's yeah. the one in Romans hard chapter hard. one. Okay. And then, then he says in verse 11, there's no partiality with God. For as many of us sinned without the law right, will also perish without the law. And as many have sinned in the law, that's the Jewish people because they have the law, will okay. be judged by the law. This is the religious man. But when you come down to look at verse 14 through
1: 16. Same chapter two. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts while their conscience also bears witness and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. On that day, when according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So, what is this saying, Mister? So
0: he just went through the pagan, then he went through the religious man, the Jewish man who has the law, and now now he's going through the moral Gentile because moral. which is a non-Jew because he said they have the law written on their hearts, which is a conscience. Okay, and they're living along. There's a lot of people so, like so. Really,
1: this. he's giving the, these three categories yeah. of different types of sinners who act as, I guess, who who. What, what is it? That they're acting a, without God's...
0: Well, without God's standard. Without God's standard. You know, without words, God's... The travel. pagan, okay. he got no compass. He yep. just it feels good everything. do it. Yeah, yep. it feels good right. do it. Be true to yourself. Follow your heart. You do you. You know, all this. And then That's in chapter two, the religious man... Who, who's, who's religious and he goes this, but he's looking...
1: Like what Jesus says, the one the Pharisees... hes looking at everybody. But yeah, him. look at that sinner
0: over there. And I fast twice right. a week, and I get... Right,
1: what well, Jesus? His says, religion you're... doesn't apply to him. Doesn't apply. And to... the third, the moral gent, the moral Gentile, conscience. His conscience is his own compass, but it's still not adequate compass. It's inadequate. So, all three of these lessons are teaching us the inadequacy of men.
0: It's like themselves. it's like uh, it's like going to a courtroom and you have all these charges against you. I really you. like that. And then he brings down he brings down the gavel, so to speak. He, what he does here really was really interesting. He he shows from head to foot. If you look at chapter three, yeah. If you look at nine through eighteen, you don't have to read it, but you can. He goes from head to foot that we're a sinner throughout our whole body. I,
1: I can really briefly summarize. Okay, okay. What then uh, are we Jews any better off? We have already, for we have already charged that all, both Jews and Greeks, are under sin, as it's written. No one's righteous. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. I'm just going to skim. Um, their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. Their feet are swift to shed blood. That's verse 15. Um, there is no fear of God before their yeah, eyes. That's verse 18. So it's critical. pretty clear that it's oh, going about every aspect of a person. Like it. Okay. And then like you're in a courtroom. Oh, verse verse 13, the venom of asps is under their yeah, lips. Yeah, right. What they say. <laughs> wow. Especially when they use God's name and Right, fame. right. Vulgarity is one thing. It's bad. So basically what this is saying is all three of these types of people, it doesn't matter who you are. Right. No matter what, you don't have God. Hide the foot. Life's poison.
0: You're in the Never emergency room. Poison. They wheel they you in the emergency room, and you're in bed. Where does this take us? What does okay. this leave us? So it's, you're in the courtroom now, and the gavel
1: comes down, and that's where it'll say uh, verse 23 of chapter up. 3. Here's the first step of the Roman road. Yeah. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's a that's a Bible one-liner. That's, liner that's a key. One. That's that He built up to that. Do you see how Paul
0: is systematic? I love that. That's really well it's done. It's really cool how he does this. Now, Somebody might say, I'm not that
1: bad, or I went to church when I was a kid. or That's not matter. the point. It doesn't matter, because you matter. can you can have your own sense of morality. You can have your religion. You can have no religion. It doesn't matter who you are. If you don't have Jesus, you have nothing. doesn't matter. And like a, like a, a bad doctor, if, if you've got a tumor or
0: you've got a, something that needs attention, he has to take out something or do surgery. But if he just says, oh, you're okay, go home, drink fluids, have an aspirin, get a lot of rest, He's a bad doctor because his diagnosis right. and his right. treatment is wrong. Right. If you get the diagnosis
1: wrong, the treatment is wrong. Mm. But Paul is saying here, here's, the, here's your here's your Here is your condition. Now we're going to look at the cure. So it's both medical and it's legal in his description. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's really, so he's,
0: he's moving us along. He's really cool. Trish. He's a lawyer. I mean, he's moving us along. Right. This
1: is two thousand years wow, later. Wow, that's incredible! And this thing still stands today. We've got plenty of time. Let's keep going. So, where where does this take us from here? That we okay? We, where does where do we go? For for now, okay. What's what's
0: the what's the solution? Now, if you look at verse um, verse uh, chapter five and look at verse eight.
1: Okay, so chapter five, verse eight. Uh-huh. But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners. Christ died. There for you God. go. So we're sinners, right? Yes. Okay. And now God
0: shows His love to us. That's right. why John three sixteen. For God so loved. It doesn't say God loved. It says right. so loved. That little word "so" it emphasizes Ubers, mega, mega. It's so loved us that He gave right. His only begotten. There's now right. He's going to offer the treatment, wow. if you will, or He's going to offer us the medicine wow. to cure this incurable wow. disease. So He says god damn it i was on love toward us while we were sinners christ died for us so if you feature man is uh, is is separated from here's all holy god here uh, on the radio again <laughs> so we're we're separated by a huge chasm sinful man here okay the grand canyon whatever holy like god, 100 I'm feet there. across from one another. well i would say more like we're on the beach of malibu and we got to get to Hawaii. Oh, boy. Who's going to swim it? You I are a swimmer.
1: I'm not that. I'm not going to go a mile there.
0: <laughs> or the best of us could only go a mile or two. My wow. point being that there's none of us. You can cross that deeds. gap. You can't. You need a carrier. See, you need you need a yep. boat or a plane to get you right. to Hawaii. Right. So, too, how can an all-holy God accept an all-sinful man? It right. says clearly, right. well, Jesus comes, and when he hangs on the cross, in a sense, he reaches up to the hand of the all holy God and to our sinful man he connects and he them fuses too. him through the shed blood that he can have a relationship with us. Wow. Wow. And that's what he's saying here. That's and awesome. that's what happened to Paul. That's awesome. So he says, for God demonstrates his own love to us while we were the sinners um, that, that now because of this, um, look, look at verse nine. Um
1: through 11 same chapter Bye. okay so this is right after i'll reread Bye. from it but god shows his love for us that while we were still sinners christ died for us since therefore we have now been justified by his blood much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of god for if while we were enemies we were reconciled to god by the death of his son much more now that we are reconciled shall we be saved in his life more than that we also rejoice in god through our lord jesus christ through whom we have now received reconciliation. There you have it. There's
0: the transition. So he's saying here, a couple interesting points here. To be justified is to be be declared righteous. doesn't mean you're all righteous. It's a legal term. So when he says, all have sinned and come short, that's like a gavel coming down in a courtroom. Boom, you're guilty, you're guilty, you're guilty. Okay, well, what do I do? Well, here's the solution, or here's, you're going to get punished, okay? Yep. Somewhere there's God's wrath is going to be satisfied, yep. his justice. He's, he's perfect love, but he's perfect holiness. He's right. perfect mercy. He's perfect right. justice. You've got to reconcile. You, the person, if people just stress his love, they miss out on his holiness. Right. If they just look at his mercy. They miss out on his wrath. It's through the cross that all these yep. attributes can be fully satisfied. Yes. So... The point being that this is this is what indeed Jesus has done for us. So I, I owe these wages, right? All this sin I accrued all my life. You know, it's like a rap sheet. If you go in front of the judge, okay, you did this, 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 this. All these counts are against me. Who's going to pay for it? Well, that's when I, Jesus, if I accept Jesus, he steps in, so to speak, and the wrath of God was poured on him on the cross. Remember, he says, my God, my God, why is You not forsaken So, So I get behind that. I, you... So... I'm sheltered from the wrath, I'm secured. What's interesting here is it says, when we were enemies, we were reconciled. Now Jesus says, greater love hath no man than the what? That he shall die for his friends. His friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Well, no. He says, if you die, greater love hath no man than to die for his friends, right? Yes. Does Jesus die for us when we are for his friends? What does it say
1: here? when we were no. his enemies yeah oh see how great a love that is so well i guess i would almost ask then is what jesus said wrong then if if no no is... no on a man see the greatest love a man can do
0: let's say in, in war you're with your squad five like, guys right and you're in a box and a grenade comes in and you go you jump on that thing you know you're going to get yes. killed but for the love of your brothers you're doing it for you're Jackson doing brothers. it for your friends yes your comrades okay but who is going to die for an enemy? Are you going to die for an enemy? You see what I'm saying? Right. Jesus died, gave his life for us freely when we were enemies. Do you see how great a
1: love that right. is? But you see my point. If Jesus said that you can't get have a greater love than to die for your friends, wouldn't that imply that if you die for your enemy, just based on that state, statement being truth in John, wouldn't that mean that it's a greater love to die for your friend instead of your enemy? You, well, no the question. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm just trying to compare those two to two different. The, the, phrases. the
0: key is, is that the love of Jesus or the love of God for so loved the world. OK, it's Uber because I, there was nothing to, for me to commend myself. I right. God, I knew do I'm doing right. all these good deeds. And no, I was I was a sinner as a saving uh, interesting John Newton, who wrote Amazing Grace. You remember he was a British uh-huh. fellow. He was a slave trader. He was a bad guy, right. drunkard and everything. And he was in a storm one night crossing the Atlantic in the ship and he was terrified he was going to die and that's where he got saved. And from that, he would his life was transformed and he would go on to write uh, Amazing Grace, the song, even non-believers right. like this song. But in it, he says, Amazing Grace who saved a wretch like me. That's our condition right. before we come here. We're wretched in terms of our moral standing before God. But through Jesus we can now be in good standing. And that is, when we look at the cross, that's a really big time expression of the love of God. Right, okay. Always and forever. So, um, but now we rejoice as he says, now we've been reconciled. We've been made right. We're declared righteous. It's a legal term. See, when we're justified, we're declared righteous. When we go from there, we'll look in a minute, if we have time, sanctification. Salvation comes when we receive the free gift but sanctification is the, is the process process of being for example made like christ when you're born that's an event but your life is a process oh i like when that. you get married that's a moment that's a moment in time a very significant marriage, moment. but the is marriage lifetime. is a process salvation is a moment when you accept christ okay you turn your back on the world you accept christ but your sanctification we'll talk about this in a minute that's a process that's a lifelong process you see The people can't You don't get those things That's a great distinction to make Because some people Just live in a sanctification Right But they've
1: never been saved Yes They're just trying to live I'm trying to give to the poor But if you don't have the first Then the second is meaningless You're, you're the, you're, you're living on a compass or you're not focused on exactly, exactly right. It's like a couple not married, but they're playing house or something. it's like the doctors close up the wound of the corpse and they forget to jump start. Exactly. Heart, right. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. Like I always say, but <laughs> they're like, he's going to be better now. Yeah. They bandaged up all his wounds. He didn't restart. Besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, what did you like about the play? <laughs> Besides your husband's death. You know, it's the most important <laughs> central. Oh boy. So, That's funny. Now Paul moves us now. Okay. Where do we go? He's on a roll almost. And then you so we just did it. Romans 5, 8, just to re-summarize. But uh, God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Where mm-hmm. do we go next in this process? Uh, verse Chapter 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord.
0: There, this is called, this is, the, this is it right here. Wages, you could diagram this. Wages of sin is death. It's you work it death. is what it is. And death in the Bible, Tristan, means separation. Yes. It means, like... When a person dies, his soul is separated from his body. Right. Um, Jesus, God said to Adam and Eve, the day you partake of the tree of the knowledge, you will surely die. Died. Well, they didn't immediately die, no, but they were separated from God. And eventually they did physically. Yeah. Die. Yeah. They both physically and spiritually yeah, died. But them. they died. They were separated from <laughs> right. God. But yes. so, too, people might go around and they say, well, I don't feel I'm dead. Well, if, if you're not in Christ, you're dead. That yes. it's just what it is. You know, you're separated yeah. from the life of God so the wages of sin is death right yes but everything swings on this yes the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord so if you were having coffee with somebody you can actually diagram this on a napkin because you go the opposite of wages is gift, gift. oh the opposite yeah. of sin is 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 life. Your salvation is life yeah in, exactly okay, right yes. the opposite of death is eternal life right and so then on top of that, what which, which brokers that is Jesus Christ. Uh, so you can almost make it in a cross. Jesus is the great broker. Yeah man, yeah, it. it's exactly it. right. He is the there's only one mediator Got it. between
1: God and man the man Christ Jesus. Yes, okay. so we're all sinners. That's what we looked at in that's Romans 3:23. Mm-hmm. then we looked at God shows his love for us that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. that's Romans 5 eight and now we just did Romans 6:23. There you the go. Ages sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. So how so, do we access this? Oh, that's the next step. that's so now, the next step. How do we get to that that brokerage? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So okay. when you turn to Romans 10 um here it is. Um Romans 10 verse what, Mr. Mehta.
1: You can go um you can go verse 9 and 10. Okay. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved.
0: There you go. Now people might think this is too simplistic, but what this means is very powerful. If you were willing to say that Jesus Christ is Lord, that that indicates is DL, oh, it's right? not.
1: It's not necessarily saying you okay. Play play a game mm-hmm. here for a moment. Let's let's hypothesize. Let's say, let's say you, you're mute say you're the kind of person that can't physically say this stuff sure it's not saying that you have to literally say it. it's saying that you have to be willing to say this stuff Mm -hmm. okay okay so you have to be willing to say with your heart and you have to be willing to say with your mouth that jesus is lord and you have to be willing to confess with your heart that the heart yeah and and believe at a deep level so it's not the action it's the it's the the willingness
0: right Right. And, and the understanding that he died and he rose for you. Yes. And you were in need of a savior. Right. There's a lot here, actually. Yeah. And, and conf- break, break down was here that, Mr. Martha. Okay, Let's, let's break if it you down. you confess with your mouth that the, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, remember, he's writing this to Romans, right? Yes, yes. And for them to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, what does that go counter to? Oh, I guess it goes counter to all their gods and all their beliefs. Especially the emperor. So Russia. that's actually a big ask. Oh, it's a big well, one it's a big in that ask. time frame. And believe in your heart. Belief is the key. Remember what I said? Belief determines behavior. That's why it says in John 3:16, "For God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish." That that's this is not easy believism. This is significant. When you it's very similar to a to a wedding. And what I mean is like this. How is it similar? In I'll, a I'll show you. You go into a church, you're a single man, you're a bachelor, right? Okay, absolutely. You go into that church and you're willing to turn your back on the world, any other relationships and everything, yep. and totally commit to this One person, person. One person. Now that can be in a very elaborate ceremony that lasts an hour with singing and all this or it can be very simple yeah one man one woman in front of a a preacher hopefully you know and the saying that that's not the issue how big or how small (laughs) the critical is that person at that time commits himself yes and as a result of that when he walks out that out of that church with that bride their life his life is p- forever changed. Wow! The they're, they're, they're children they might buy a house together, they might start a business. You see what I'm saying? But also now from use that you said know. as a metaphor for our relationship with Christ. Wow. It's not just saying it, but it's it's saying it in repentance. I'm turning my back on the world. I'm going to live for Jesus Christ from this point, and my life is going to be transformed. Wow! And that's exactly what happened. I love that. And that's why some people go, "Oh, it's that's easy believism," or that. No, it's very it's it's as significant as a marriage. Uh, the wedding, like I say, can be big and, 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 you know, last an hour, an hour. It can last 15 minutes. That, that's not the, the essential thing is that commitment is real. Yeah. And from that point on, you're transformed. If somebody says this and their life is not transformed, right. they have to check their salvation. And right. Paul talks about, James talks about that. Okay. See what I'm saying? I love that. It's yeah. great. Okay. And now we got, I think well, we got another step here. Yeah, we? well, Well. The, the other step is is to realize what happened. And then if you go to chapter eight then we can stay on this for a little bit. Here, sure. Here's where he shows you how to grow. Look at verse 1.
1: He shows you how to grow in this chapter. Yes, this is a key, and we'll start okay. wrapping so, it. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There you go. I love that. Well, how did the first three chapters start out? What they was the condition? With, you're sinful. You're Jesus. Jesus died to yeah. save you, and he's the only way you're getting well, out no, of it. Oh, yeah, you're chapters condemned. condemned. The right. now right. it says there's
0: no condemnation. Wow. We were separated from God, right? Alienated from God, yeah. enemies with God. Yeah. But then look how He ends this when He says, um, "Look at verse uh, th- chapter eight. Look at verse thirty-seven through 39. Now remember, we were in
1: chapters okay. one, two, and three. We were separate, alienated, yep. distance yep. from God. We were, we were also, pagans. We yeah. were re- religious. We no, were, were moral. We're, okay. okay. Now in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers, nor height, depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's pretty good for a people group that we're separated. Yeah, that's from pretty us. nice. I, I'm I'm good with Jesus being my man forever, man. That's...
0: You see how this works? Yeah, absolutely. So we're over here. Wow. And now we're not just secure. We're like we we can't it, get out. It, it's it's we like we're locked in with Christ. It's like almost like a, a, a really ideal marriage the true marriage where the two become one yeah you're fused and that's why paul will say in galatians 2 20 really an interesting statement i'm crucified with christ nevertheless i live but not me but christ Christ liveth in me the life that i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of the son of god who loved me and gave his life so it's like a paradoxical Mm. almost like a schizophrenic thing but the use schizophrenic how well because he says how does he say it the life that i now live in the flesh i live by the faith of, uh, i am crucified with christ which means you're dead okay but nevertheless i live you see what he's saying oh, li- i'm dead but many alive. things are true yeah e- right like how is it yeah, play yeah, together? Yeah. It's really cool juxtaposition and the longer we live and live a crucified life the more we experience the, cru- the christ life we'll okay. talk about that okay the more we experience crucifixion the more i experience life wow there's a lot of believers that aren't willing to crucify the flesh, they're not worthy to live a disciple life. I'm not saying they're not a believer, but maybe but their sanctification is going to be as strong limited, as somebody else's, right? Yeah, it, but the more, in a simple phrase when Jesus says, "If you follow me, pick up your cross and follow me," well, the cross was a was a was an instrument of death. Yeah, and let's say the the let's say, okay, let's say the. Horizontal. The vertical beam is our relationship with God. Yep. From Earth to Heaven. Uh, that's the.
1: Ver- of the cross. Uh, of yeah. The cross. On the vertical is man's relationship to man. And you this know, is a the, visualization of the, cross. the visualization okay. of the cross. So the vertical is God's relationship yeah. to man, and the horizontal yeah. is man's relationship to man. So okay.
0: let's say God's will is the horizontal is the is the vertical. Okay. And I know this is God's will. Yeah. Uh, let's say I shouldn't gossip
1: god is cheat. telling me not to gossip not to cheat not to but steal. i want to
0: but i want to do all those things now if i adhere to god's law i i, I crucify it here's here's
1: what god says and by crucify it you mean that second bar to comes down. out of play put it down you that's you, why he says got it put these things to got down. it i like that fornication and then with it. other men that yeah.
0: horizontal bar the, you're gonna live the that. more crucified got life it. you live the more resurrected life you're going to experience, Oh, ah, which draws the cross in new life. There it is. It's a nice little artistic well, yeah, example there. But he wants us to live a victorious life because the more we live it, not right. only we bring ple- we're pleasing to him, yep. but more we can be influencers. I love. We want to be influencers. I love that. And all right, let's just now let's close this. Where do where do we go from here? Okay, we're going to stay in chapter eight for a little bit and then get real practical in the last minutes. Okay, great. So uh, chapter yep. eight, what he's stressing now? Now that you have the spirit. If if you look um really, this is your basic definition.
1: Look at verse nine of chapter eight. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells within you, anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to Him.
0: That's a very important phrase because this is like your basic definition of a Christian. You know, if you say to somebody, "What's a Christian?" If somebody goes to church, somebody donates money, somebody mm. that lives a moral life, well. Mm. Those are the fruit of it. It's not the root of it. Mm. The root of it is here. Do you have the Holy Spirit in you? Or do you, um, the Bible says, he that hath the Son has life. He, he that does not have life. And, and there's a lot of people today, Tristan, I'm, I mean, that go to church. They're good people, morally good people. Remember, we looked at yes, that in yes, chapter yes. two. But they've never been born again. They and you up that to, to go to heaven, yes. This, this is happening thousands of years ago because look. Look at 2 Corinthians. I just want to show you this works. 2 Corinthians, where? Chapter 13. He's writing this to churches in Corinth. He's writing this to Paul is, okay? Excellent. Where? And look what he says in verse
1: 5, chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? See that? So he's he's saying... The same thing it says in Romans. Wow. The Holy Spirit, or Jesus, or God in you. He's is... saying, make sure that Spirit's in you. Make sure that the Holy Spirit's actually in you. Because if exactly it's not, right. that you this. might fail to meet the test when you're. You when you, you, might, you are a professor, but not a possessor.
0: I love that you're professing, but you don't. You, you can even do good deeds, but you never had that life of Christ. You wow. never made that commitment. You never quote unquote got married. Incredible. You, you know what I'm saying? Incredible. So I always I I give this illustration. in The last couple of minutes, we'll just I'll start wrapping this thing up. But let's put it this way: If you get a Christmas tree, okay, you cut down a, a evergreen, or you go to the store and you buy a these aluminum, okay, drink, and you decorate it with lights, you decorate it with bulbs, you decorate it with a star on top. It looks really pretty, right? Yes, it looks really pretty. But it's got no life. It looks pretty, but it's got no life, right? That's like a person. That has good works, but has never been born again. Doesn't they're, have the life of. Christ. They're withering. They have bulbs. They have lights. They have this. But if you look out in your garden, you had an evergreen grown there. It's gonna be there. Summertime, wintertime. It doesn't even lose its leaf. It's, it's gonna get. It's gonna get stronger. It's Why? gonna get bigger. It's gonna have kids. It's gonna because have because it's yeah, rooted. But, right. It's rooted and right. grounded. It has life in itself. The decorated Christmas tree is a person with good works, Great. or just dependent on work. Great. That ain't gonna make it. You have to be connected to the life source. Right. So that's right. why
1: in wow. the end, you throw the old Christmas tree wow. out. That was an incredible study, the Roman road. I, I so, really, I, I love the direction that, that, that we took it, that that was really good. So right. so, right. And we'll I'll, we'll look
0: at something real practical, because we only have about nine minutes. But if you look at it, number one, the first thing is you establish the fact that all have sinned and come short of the glory And if you want to go in detail, right. you go through right. the pagan. This is the immoral person. This right. is just... A person is out there doing whatever he wants. And again, he could be, he's not killing people, but he's living life, promiscuity or prod- yeah. stealing, cheap, whatever, whatever. The other is the religious one. is He says, you got the law, but you don't live up to the law. The other one is the moral one. He might not be necessarily religious. He could be an atheist, but he's got a certain morality right. to his life. Right? They're all separated from God. Yep. This is number one. Mm-hmm. Then whats that's our predicament. What's the solution? That's our disease. What is the medicine to cure the disease? Mm-hmm. And that's when you mm-hmm. come in that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Next phase is for God manifested his love toward us while we were yet sinners right. or enemies, as he right. calls us. He loves us. OK, so what must we do that wages of sin is death, but the gift of God receive a gift. Right. When you are given a gift, you only have two two responses. Mm. What are they? To either accept it or reject or it. Or reject it. You can accept it, reject it. Now you can delay it, which is a form of rejection. But you're going to have to still make the decision. Exactly right. It. That's why they always say, today is the day of salvation. If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, because you don't know. Somebody says, when's the best time to receive Jesus Christ? Today. When's the worst time? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> For thou knowest not what a day might be before. Right. Now, if you're listening to this this morning, I would urge everybody listening to Really contemplate your own salvation or where you stand right. with the Lord, right? Because His hands are outstretched. Yes. If you've never made that commitment to Jesus yes. Christ, today is the day of salvation, yes. And then there's ways of growing from that point on. But, sure. um, you know, again, I, that's one of the reasons I like the station is that we can get God's word out with what I right. think is some clarity. I, right. I try not to be too complex, but when it says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. You want to receive that gift. It is the most priceless of all gifts, his own son. Uh-huh. But he will change your life, not just for uh-huh. this life, yeah. but for eternity. Right. And that's why it says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the enemy comes to rob, kill, and no, destroy. Different. Look around. Right. This is going all around us today. But in the same verse, it says, but, but I Jesus it. Christ... Yay may have how life great. salvation and have it more life abundantly. more abundantly that's wow. the victorious christian Man, life how great is that so that's what, a, what a you know. Great. and so now let's uh we got about five minutes so just let's look at the practical application now that you have this new life this is critical okay um now in chapter 12 see i'm just staying in the book of romans yes i mean if you're on a desert island you got to have just one book book of romans, romans it could, might <laughs>
1: be
0: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go with the Book of <sighs> the gospel of john but anyhow he says chapter 12
1: If you would read verse 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. You know, that that one verse, renewal of your mind, if we remember Uh, chapter 1, verse 28, and they did not see fit to acknowledge God. God gave them up to a debased mind. And then after that, he he listed covenants, oh, boastful evil. So that renewal of your mind, going back to the first thing that we talked about here, which was the, the falling apart of a mind, the rebuilding of that. Excellent.
0: Isn't connection, that, connection, I, I like, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I connection. like that because you're doing a before and after. And we're talking... I mean, in my 50 years as a believer, I met I've been prison, prison minister, all kinds, of right. Really, people that had really corrupted right. minds. You know what I mean? Really, all our minds are. But and corrupted? Some, wait, uh, what do you mean corrupted? Well, drugs, alcohol, pornography, violence. Really, like the, the ways. Do you that ever they, hear the expression "his mind was in the gutter"? Do you yes, ever, I have heard that. Well, what I mean is that they're really corrupted by sin, and, and, and but they came to Christ, and their mind was transformed. I
1: met some of these at Bible school and this and that. But what Actually, hold on. Let's just we got a moment here, real quick. What do you mean by like their mind is corrupted? Like I understand, you know, the person obviously indulges in those things and thinks about them, maybe pretty frequently. But what does it really mean to have a corrupt mind? It means your mind, your
0: mind, your imagination, your thought life, your will is all self-centered towards the appetites, like the, the like the prodigal son. He ends yeah. up feeding pigs and okay. eating with pigs. That that's an illustrative right. of how debased a human being can be. Yeah, man has the capacity. To be very much like an animal, right, or to be almost angelic, right, saintly, right. We make the choice, but if you go down that road, uh, it's very degrading, and we're seeing that in the world today. Mm. Even I'll give an example. Okay, I'm going to do extremes. Sure. If you look at somebody like Epstein, Jeffrey he, Epstein. He, yeah, have okay. Epstein. yes. He he, he 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 was debased. He he, he harmed children, young girls. He had other people he led astray too, like yeah. the Pied Piper off that moral cliff. Yep. Um, it was now. He was a bright guy in terms of business, but his mind was depraved. He had a lot of drugs can back. deprave you, alcohol. alcohol. And my point being that, and you make the good connection here. That's where we were, but now actively, he's saying, "Brothers, right here, I beseech you, brethren, right, not talking unbelievers anymore, right." By the mercy that you present your bodies first and foremost, it's our physical body, right? The idea, a living sacrifice. In other words, that's. Yes. The problem with the living sacrifice—it always right. wants to get off the altar, right? So we, <laughs> uh, dude, oh, we got,
1: oh, we go That's got, funny. <laughs> I like that. To
0: be a living sacrifice, it means you're you you are going to be a crucified life. You're going to give up those old habits. Right. You're going to give up the sin that easily besets right. you. You're going, I don't want to do that. Anymore. Right? Maybe it's old friends you got to sure. kind of distance yourself. Sure. Holy, acceptable to God—that's what you always want. What's your your reasonable service? You know why it's reasonable that we offer
1: our sacrifice to God? Why? Because he gave his body for us. Hey, you know what? That's a that's a pretty good, I'll take that you see what that's I'm saying? That's a pretty good trick.
0: Because he did this for me. It's the least I could do wow. you know, for him. Wow. And then finally it says, and this will be all the time we have today, in verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Right there. Here's the operative word, formed. We're either going to be formed or mm. transformed. Mm. The world is waiting. To to conform you. Yeah. Media, advertising, movies, music, they want to conform you to their, but we have to swim upstream. We have to go counterculture. Exactly. Any dead fish can float downstream. Any dead. But when we, like salmon up in Alaska, we have to persevere, persist, live a disciple life, and go against the grain of culture. Wow. If the culture says that, doesn't mean we have to do that. You see, we go the other direction. It says, we do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. That's active on our part. In other words, the Bible begins by showing, when you study the epistles, it'll show only what God we couldn't do that only God could do, you know, sacrifice, shed his blood. But usually the latter part of the epistles show us what we must do, what's on us now. This is on us. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect. I mean, this is so powerful, Tristan, and we'll close on this. Mm -hmm. It's the idea that we can actively... Through what we're doing right now, looking at the yep. Word of God, through going to um, fellowship, by sitting under good preaching, by self-study, by listening to tapes, right, uh, by memorizing each one of it's on each one of us. It's just like you got to consider yourself like a company, a corporation that you're investing in. Yep. you're investing because your stock is going to be really yep. high, and people you're going to yep. be a person of influence. But this is how to do it. Number yep. one, the physical: present your bodies a living sacrifice. Wow. Number two, internal the mind and you made a good connection when you said the mind was
1: defiled and everything else in chapter one person and now it's a christ and you now it's run. brought full circle and hey so everybody thank you so much for listening today remember if you would like to listen to our radio show again if you'd like to touch base with any of our old ones um if you if you have an apple phone you can just go to the app store down download the soundcloud app that's soundcloud and if you don't have a uh, apple phone go to the google play store do the same um, our uh, our our site name is John fourteen twenty one. So you'd go to the search bar in SoundCloud and you'd type in capital J lowercase O H N one four two one. And that's again that's John with a capital J one four two one no spaces. Um, feel free to please subscribe or click the follow button to our channel, like and uh, listen to whichever uh, whichever shows most interests you. Uh, we're going to use that to kind of modify and maybe gauge what what topics we're going to talk about in the future. Um, and again, thank you so much for listening to the show for however long you've been listening to it. All right. Thank you, Tristan. God bless you and have a great wedding this Friday. <laughs> thank you. God bless you.